Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-sized prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. Welcome everyone to another episode of the NBA podcast. I'm Brian Toporek and though the country is going to hell faster than the New York Knicks under Phil Jackson, we still have a great episode for you today. We are going to, as promised, unveil our league pass rankings for the 2017-18 season. Before we get underway, wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA pod. In our bio, you can find all three of our Twitter handles, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some reviews. We would love any feedback. And we're being hosted this year on FanRag Sports, so check them out on Twitter at FanRag Sports and for their NBA content at FanRag NBA. Joining me today, as always, are my two co-hosts, Morton Jensen and Sarah Chalea. How's it going, you two? It's going well, Brian. Uh, just had the biggest dinner ever which in my state probably shouldn't have done that but <laughs> and now an ad from dad <clears throat> all right save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with progressive can i take these off all right what is this this looks good wow that's well made where did you get this i'm talking to you with the hair yeah where did you get this it's good stuff that's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Oh, God. Yeah. So always a good way to put you in a good mood. Yeah, that's 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 the way you classify me, right? The fat guy's happy when he's, when he's full. You when know he's what? well fed. When he's well fed. And you know what? I'm just gonna accept it at this point. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna own it. Yeah, the fat guy is happy when he's eaten. That's right. I'm it's owning a, up to it. It's not even a weight thing. Like my my wife, who is, you know, I'm not gonna call her fat because I don't want to be murdered in the middle of the night. Uh, she's plenty skinny, but my God, if she's hungry and she hasn't eaten, Lord have mercy on those yeah. who cross paths with her. So. <laughs> It is not a weight thing. It is just everyone is grumpy until they eat, and that's just the constant cycle of life, I think. It's also the three of us, when we talk outside the podcast, like at least 40% of our conversation is about <laughs> food or at least pictures of something we've eaten or found on the web. Like, oh, this is that fantastic. Is yeah, yeah, speaking of which, I'll have some barbecue nachos for you guys this weekend. Expect some DMs. Ah. <laughs> uh, Sarah, how are you doing? Well, now I'm hungry. So. <laughs> uh, we definitely should pivot to a food podcast at some point. Oh, yeah, for sure. We probably are more qualified to talk about that, honestly. I mean, hell, I have 275 pounds that agrees with you. So, yeah. Andre Drummond ain't got jack on me, just saying. Maybe that'll be next week. We'll, we'll switch it to food for one week. Um, All right, before we get underway, we wanted to just acknowledge what's been happening uh, over the past week or so in Charlottesville and 
elsewhere. Uh, our thoughts go out to the young woman who lost her life on Saturday. It's a tragedy, and we're we're not turning this into a political thing. Uh, aside from, if you can't agree that Nazis are bad, that shouldn't be a political position. That should just be, Nazis are bad. White supremacists are bad. No side should enjoy that. Um, you know, it it feels weird in a way to talk about basketball on a week like this because of what's been going on um but at the same time you know everyone needs a distraction from it if you focus on this 24 7 you're just gonna get so worked up that it's, it's a downward cycle so we we have this in the back of all of our minds just as every other person in america and hell the world probably does this week um but that said, we are we're gonna move past at least for the next hour and try to bring some <laughs> bring some joy into an otherwise very dark week. Uh, yeah. Matt, Sarah, do you have anything else you want to add there? Well, my country back in the World War II was invaded um, by Nazis, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, speaking from that position, uh, having people who somehow sympathizes with that kind of people who are just hateful into their very core is beyond me, especially in the year 2017. Uh, I could not sleep after what happened in Charlottesville. Uh, I was up till four in the morning my time just thinking about how unrealistic this all feels and how hopeless it feels um, given who's in power and given how people are just starting to 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 lose their their sympathetic emotions towards one another at least you know the people who are who are nazis or you know extremists or whatever you want to call it like it, it seems that everything is about oh i'm losing my rights i'm i'm missing something like what the hell are you talking about i don't i don't even understand it i don't understand how you can be so self-centered in this point in time especially when given the today's media landscape so many facts have been opened up about how other people are hurting or have been hurting for a long time mm-hmm. and your response is well what about me even though <laughs> right. you've had all, had all the privilege in the world that, yeah. that just does not make any sort of sense to me at all mm-hmm. yeah yeah i agree as a as a white straight male i could tell you i have not been persecuted at, at all and i yeah. it's you know it's i feel guilty in a way because i like bring some on to me i would happily take some of that load from other people oh big time damn uh sarah do you have anything you want to add before we get underway here i think you guys pretty much nailed it i would say easier said than done but you know don't let it get you down or try not to because Yeah. yeah i mean the world can be a pretty dark place sometimes but i have to believe that it's never quite as dark as it seems um there's still a lot of kindness out there, so I try to focus on that. Yes. Well said. Very well said. Mm-hmm. Um, Indeed. All right. So we, as promised last week, we are going to go through our league pass rankings uh, of all 30 teams. The NBA released its schedule on Monday, so now we have a sense of how many national TV games each team has, so... Uh, what we did is we each came up with a set 1 through 30. We took all three of those, averaged them out, and then came up with an official consensus podcast ranking. So we're going to go through all of them. 
Uh, we're not going to talk about every team at length because we'll be doing that over the coming weeks anyway, but we will talk in detail about the teams where we differed a little more than some of the other ones. Uh, so we're, we're going to start briefly with the Chicago Bulls, who all three of us had at number 30. Condolences to Bulls fans out there, but... The NBA also thinks you're going to be bad this year because you have one national TV game, not counting NBA TV. Uh, more, the only reason I'm really excited for the Bulls, at least until Zach Levine comes back, is because I'm pumped for the Dwayne Wade hostage situation that we've mentioned before, <laughs> where I think he's just going to intentionally try to win games that are close late because he wants to get a buyout. But now there's this report from Nick Friedel of ESPN that they might reach a buyout over the coming months. So yeah, uh, what do you make of that? And if they do, is there any reason to watch the Bulls before Zach Levine comes back? Well, here, here's my feeling on the matter. Uh, it, I would actually argue that hanging on to Wade for this season would be a good move for the Bulls because they're trying to be bad. He's going <laughs> to turn 36 in January. He was bad alongside Jimmy Butler, who took up the vast majority of defensive attention from opponents. Now imagine Wade older, still inefficient as a scorer, still absolutely horrific as a defender, just as he was last year. He just didn't give a damn all year long. And now expect him to carry a larger role. So that would result in what? A true shooting percentage in the mid to late 40s? Bad (laughs) defense? Like, is there a better way to tank? Uh, unless you hire Sam Hankey, probably not. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I'm almost sitting there thinking, you know what? Just if you're the Bulls, just hang on to him. And if, if by some means, if some way he, you know, he squeezes out a few wins, then you can buy him out. Yeah. And if you you can you can gauge it there, but let let you know fail through him. Like, just right. accept it. Just give him the ball. Say, shoot 20, 22 times a game. It doesn't matter. Just just go on with it. And a lot of people would go, but Mort, you know, that's not going to help the youngsters. Who cares? Their youngsters suck. <laughs> the, the, their youngsters are so bad. Like, there is really none of those guys right now. I, I don't know about Laurie Markkinen because he hasn't played yet, but so far, outside of him... Who's who's there right now? Who are just a sure lock fire, you know, to to be there for the next couple of seasons? I mean, no one has showed anything so far. It doesn't even matter. Just tank away, Bulls. Just use Dwayne Wade. Make him take thirty shots for all I care. It's fine. It's fine. Just sit in that house that burns. You just summed <laughs> up why all three of us have the Bulls at thirtieth. So good, good job there. <laughs> um, Next on our list, Atlanta Hawks. All three of us had 29th. I mean, with no Paul Millsap, no Dwayne Howard, no Tim Hardaway, it's going to be a lot of Dennis Schroeder, which is that's going to be an eyesore. So mm. <laughs> I, I think the Hawks are another team. So I'm going by this list on SB Nation, which does not count NBA TV games. So if you're if I say a number that's wrong, it's because I'm not counting NBA TV games, but... National, ESPN, TNT, ABC. Atlanta is one of the three teams in the NBA that doesn't have a single national TV in this year. So the NBA agrees with us. The Hawks are going to be bad and unexciting, and no one wants to watch them. So uh, Orlando Magic, we had, I had 27th, and the two of you had 26th. So they're the 28th ranked team overall. 
And then Memphis Grizzlies, we had a little bit of a hmm, disagreement. Yeah. Uh, more, you and I had them 28th. Sarah had them 22nd. Sarah, is this just Stockholm Syndrome from all the, all the <laughs> Spurs-Grizzlies battles you've had over the years? I think it's, there's definitely an element of that, yeah. <laughs> it, it, really, it was yeah flashbacks to Mike Conley just yeah. being incredible in the playoffs last year. So a lot of it is just respect for Mike Conley. And then okay. Mark Gasol is still great. Um, I like some of their young guys. Ennis, um, Wade Baldwin, I think, have some potential to to do good things for them. Wayne Selden. I'm excited, actually, for the return of Rio. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Um, yeah, so it's not that, that I'm chomping at the bit to watch them. They're still sure. pretty low for me. But, but, yeah, that's why they ended up where they did. Okay, I respect. I forgot. Yeah, Mario Chalmers said it's going to be fun. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I just, uh, without Zebo and Tony Allen, like, they're, they're not the grit and grind Grizzlies anymore. It's just going to be the very bad Grizzlies. I'm, I'm worried. I'm writing something yeah. a people breakdown about which teams that made the playoffs last year are going to miss this year. And I just don't see any way the Grizzlies make the playoffs this year. So. And Chandler Parsons is going to get a big role, and we're not sure he's going to be all healthy. But sure. given the money that they invested in him, they're going to try to like just force production out of him. It's going to be ugly. It's going yeah. to be ugly. Oh God! I you just made me realize now that in that Bleacher Report redraft that I talked about last week, it's been rolling out mm-hmm. all this week, and I have two Grizzlies on my team because I took Parsons in the sixth and Mario in the tenth. So. Great, my team is also going to be super exciting. <laughs> Great. All right, uh, moving on. We have the Indiana Pacers were 26th overall. I was highest on them at 24th. Uh, Mort had them 25th, Sarah 28th. My whole thing with them is just Miles Turner. I'm excited for that. Aside from that, I don't care about this team at all. Uh, oh, that's fair. I, and I feel like a lot of the teams I have down in that range are in a similar boat. Like Memphis, Sarah, you're right. Like, I... Conley's great. Marcus Gasol's great. I'm morbidly intrigued to see about Chandler Parsons, but I just don't know what to expect from him. So, like, Miles Turner, I expect a huge breakout from him. I'm intrigued by Victor Oladipo, I guess. I want to see... <laughs> like, I guess. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, 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 they just, you know, he's starting year one of a four-year $84 million contract. He's about to walk into the biggest role he's played on any team. Like, if it doesn't happen now... Indiana is going to be very bad for the next four years. Yeah. So, yeah. like, maybe there's hope of a Sabonis breakout, but I'm not super optimistic there. Um, Knicks, we all had pretty low as well. 25th overall. Sarah, you and I had them 25th. Mort, you have them 24th. Is it just Kristaps and then nothing else? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> or, or actually, I think I... Think I uh, Adapted to your thinking a little bit, Brian. You know, just wanting to watch the world burn a little bit. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Because if there's a team out there that just deserves to burn like there's no tomorrow, it's the Knicks. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. There, there's some interesting elements right there because you, then you throw the unicorn in there and then you kind of see what's going to happen. Because we're, we're all sure that everything around Chris Tops is just going to go straight to hell. But right. we want to see this phoenix rising from the ashes. Yeah. Like, we want to see Kristaps become, you know, larger than life. And if he somehow, some way, leads that 
horrible, horrible team. I was going to use a much harsher word there. Uh, <laughs> so, like, close to 40 wins. I don't think that's ever going to happen. But if he can, then he's entering that superstardom, you know, phase. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I mean, I guess, like, Carmelo Anthony is still on that team as of now. <laughs> we don't know if he's going to be there. I but... know, it's weird. <laughs> it feels like he isn't, but he is. Right, yeah. So I guess, like... Depending on it, honestly, if they keep Carmelo, I'd put them even lower because I want to see Kristaps in the like what I expect from Miles Turner. Like I want to see him as the face of the franchise. So if mm. Carmelo's there to soak up twenty shots a game, like he's already gonna have to deal with Tim Hardaway soaking up twenty shots a game now. Like let Kristaps be Kristaps. The the Thunder finally let, let Westbrook be Westbrook. So now I need the Knicks to let Kristaps be Kristaps. Okay, uh, so the next team on our list is the Cleveland Cavaliers, surprisingly. All three of us had them below 20. Sarah, you were highest on them at 21. Mort, you had them at 23. I had them at 26. Uh, Mort, do you want to... What, what's intriguing you about the Cavs this year? Mm, close to nothing. Like, <laughs> okay, look, I'm, I've always been down on the Cavaliers as a league pass team. Yeah. And people always, um, you know, send me messages and whatnot asking me why I'm down on the Cavs. Like, mm. I'm not down on the Cavs. I'm down on the Cavs as a league pass team. There's a right. major difference. And maybe we should have said this at the top of the show. Yeah. This isn't about uh, what team we think is going to be good or bad. This right. is all about the entertainment value of it yes. all. And here's my thing. And people are always, yeah attacking me when I say this, but I stand by it. I don't find LeBron James exciting to watch. Bulls I just fan. don't. No, no, that's <laughs> no, no. Honestly, that's that's been that's been before twenty ten and all, all that. It's the same thing. Like bullies his way to the rim. Bullies yeah. his way to the rim. It's yeah, I mean it's impressive as hell. I'm I'm not gonna take that away from him at all. And in the finals, I'm soaking up every second because high stakes and he's delivering. But in the regular season, oh good lord, I couldn't be bothered. So <laughs> neither can he. I mean, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess Derek Rose to answer your question. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, there's there is some level of intrigue there just to see how far he's gonna fall or if he's, you know, able to stay afloat. I don't know, but I just I don't find the Cavaliers exciting at all. I I never have. Yeah. Hey, Jeff Green, this might be his year. <laughs> Twelfth year in a row. Yeah. yeah right. Uh, Sarah, why did you have him at twenty one? 21 <laughs> there again like it's more I told you guys it was hard to do the middle so yeah. for me it was more tiers you know mm-hmm. top tier bottom tier and middle tier and yeah they just fell wherever they fell <laughs> they have LeBron obviously which I, I don't know I, I was kind of appalled by what Morton just said but then when I think about it I don't know like the 2016 finals the last three games probably the most I've ever enjoyed watching him yeah and other than that, yeah, my interest kind of wanes, I guess. So, yeah, and there's not much else to really be interested in there. They're still going to do well in the East because it's the East. <laughs> That's not interesting either. Um, God, they yeah. just, 
Yeah, I mean, what else can you say, really? It's, they, it's just yeah. not that exciting. They have the Kyrie situation hanging over their heads. It's yeah, this this dysfunction junction. There's a little yeah. bit of that going on. <laughs> right. So, right, like, that could be interesting, but. That's and also, it. there's just a limit to how fun it is watching Kevin Love take wide open three pointers for 48 yeah. minutes. This is mm-hmm. yeah okay. So, I think the most fun thing about that team is just going to be watching LeBron's body language all year. Like, how checked out does he get by like December and then like February and like is oh, he taking yeah. his jersey off after every game just to be like <laughs> Cleveland? I'm out. Like, I'm leaving. Just get it through your heads. <laughs> And we're and we're absolutely going to get like videos of it on Twitter. That's going oh, yeah. to be over analyzed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. This year's going to be horrible in that regard. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Mm-hmm. Looking around the clock on Sports Center. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, oh yeah. First take is just going to be LeBron Central come October fifteenth or whatever it starts. Yeah. I mean, I I was lowest on them. Part of this is I factored how many national TV games each team had. So the Cavs are third most at 27. Um, so, like, you you know, if you're doing the league pass package of, like, five teams, you just don't need to buy the Cavs because they're going to be on TV all the time anyway. But, yeah, aside from that, well, you guys nailed it. I mean, this team is just going to be in cruise control to the playoffs. So I'm excited to see them in the playoffs. I don't super care about them in the regular season. My, my overall thinking which we should get into now to defend my Spurs pick later, is I'm more <laughs> intrigued in teams that we don't know a lot about. So, like, mm. teams that rolled back their same core are less interesting to me than teams that added a big new piece because I want to see how that big new piece meshes or, like, teams that have an intriguing young player like a Miles Turner or a Kristaps, but, you know, teams with multiple intriguing young players are higher on my list for that reason so mm. cleveland i'm gonna remember you said that when we reached the utah jazz okay yeah that's fair yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right uh so let's actually go to the next one on our list 23rd overall detroit pistons more you had them highest at 19th i was 20th sarah you have them at 27 hater <laughs> why why don't I'm you like just... the pistons sarah <laughs> I'm just not excited about that at all. I mean, we talked about it a little bit. Was <laughs> yeah. it last podcast or last two? Last Two back? Yeah. It just, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> they they actually did interest me two seasons ago, but mm-hmm. that has swiftly gone directly downhill since then. <laughs> um, it's just, I, I, they have not gone anywhere. Like yeah. Mort said, they somewhat stagnated and even actually gone backwards, so... I'm just not excited. Um, like you said, you're, you're interested in the teams, Brian, who who you don't know as much about. I feel like I know how that's going to go. I mean, Avery Bradley, that's an exciting punch of, of new blood and talent, but mm-hmm. there's nothing else that I, I would really be uh, interested in. <laughs> that's reasonable. More, why You were highest on them at 19. Why do you have them there? I think that goes into Sarah's line of thinking previously in tears when you thought about it in tears that they mm-hmm. sort of landed there i have like a whole group that's sort of in that same ballpark yeah and then i just started thinking about them and how little i actually wanted to turn on a game with them and i figured yeah that's an that's an appropriate place <laughs> by the way not, now that we're talking about the pistons mm-hmm. is andre drummond the new jeff green Oh, no, 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 but I'm not talking about like production. I'm talking about like us always waiting. Like we waited for five or six years for Jeff Breen to, you know, 
turn it up, bust out, whatever you want to call it. When he got traded to the Celtics, oh, now, now is the time. Then he had the unfortunate heart condition, obviously, that, mm-hmm. you know, affected things. But then when he came back, he said he was all healthy, and he was. And then people started getting their hopes up again, and he was still average. And next year, next year, uh, averaged again. Is that what we're seeing with Andre Drummond? Is he just as good as he's going to be? Well, see, that's part of why I'm intrigued to watch them this year. Like, I want to see what happens with him, Reggie Jackson, Stanley Johnson. Like, Stanley Johnson fell so far in Stan Van Gundy's doghouse, they just didn't play last year. But as for Drummond, I mean, there was... It seemed like he was making somewhat consistent improvement until last season. So I don't know if Reggie Jackson's injury played into that like maybe if Reggie Jackson is healthy and he has a good pick and roll partner now all of a sudden he's going to be good again I mean his free throw percentage is probably just always going to be awful but like you know guys Shaq and Dwight Howard and guys in the past have survived off of that um I think I did read um a thing from Sam Van Gundy recently he was talking with Keith Langwa of the team website where he said like look we might have gotten too ambitious with Drummond. Like, I want him to focus on the things he can do the best, which is rebound, and ideally, I want him to become more of a shot blocker. He he basically said, like, I want him to be our version of DeAndre Jordan. So I think Van Gundy, when he came in, was a little ambitious and really wanted Drummond to expand his game and work on his post-ups, which were one of the most inefficient plays in all of basketball last year. Uh, so now if they dial it back and let him focus on his strengths and don't force him to post up 10 times a game, all of a sudden I'm thinking Drummond's, you know, there's hope for a bounce back year there. So that intrigues me. Reggie Jackson, you know, he was pretty bad last year, but he was also injured for a lot of the year dealing with a knee issue. I want to see what happens with him. Sarah, as you mentioned, Avery Bradley, that's good. You know, he's heading into a contract year, how he fits there. And then, yeah, Stanley Johnson. Like, I, I have hope for him still. Um, I'm just, you know, he just didn't... <laughs> He's been a disappointment so far, but, like, the talent is still there. It's just, like, it's kind of like with Drummond. Will he accept that he's not this superstar scorer? Like, will he just fill a role as this, like, versatile defender who picks up complimentary buckets? Or does he try to miscast himself as the number one option, which leads to like, going right back into Van Gundy's doghouse? It's a good question. It's a good <laughs> question. But, yeah, I mean, even so, like, you actually tried to make that intriguing, and I still <laughs> won't budge from number 19. That's fair. You, I mean, you were highest on them at 19. Like, all three of us are not yeah. super excited to watch them, but... Oh, I but think, you were, you had them like twentieth, so we're yeah. we're riding the same ballpark. So yeah. you know, Sarah is the one seeing the truth here. I think, right, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, she does. Because I feel like I have him a little bit too high right now. After talking about him, I'm like, oh, Reggie Jackson, really? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's reasonable. Um, the next three on our list were not all that controversial. All of us had them within a couple ranks of each other. So Miami Heat were twenty second. Uh, Charlotte Hornets were 21st and Toronto Raptors are 20th. I feel like it's the same thing. Like, all three of those teams basically rolled it back. I mean, Charlotte got Dwight Howard, which is exciting. Malik Monk will be fun there. 
Uh, Miami got Kelly Olynyk. Toronto lost a couple guys, but got CJ Miles. The next one that was really uh, had a big gap though were the Phoenix Suns at nineteen. So more, you and I had them at fourteen each, and then Sarah had them at twenty-four. Sarah. I, I sense a theme with your rankings here, mm-hmm. where, you just, where you don't care about the crappy teams that much. Like you'd rather just watch uh, good basketball teams. Is that right? spot on? Indeed, but it's also you know maybe if the crappy teams have a few players that I'm excited about or interested in or anything, mm-hmm. um, there's just not a lot of that similar to Detroit uh, with Phoenix. Um, Plus, I mean, I will admit, you guys have more feelers out for the younger players. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know much about um, their draft picks. Josh Jackson, I've heard good things about. Um, so he could be fun to watch. Devin Booker, we know what he can do. But there's just, like, nothing that really piques my interest. Hopefully Dragon Bender gets, gets some burn and, and shows some development. But, yeah, they, they're definitely in the lower tier for me. Yeah, that's, that's so fair. So basically you're Charles Barkley. well i don't know if that's fair (laughs) (laughs) that is not fair uh what has you excited about the suns oh it's a combination of things marcus chris i think came on pretty strong at the end of last year Mm -hmm. uh sarah just mentioned dragon bender uh who i'm looking forward to seeing in an expanded role hopefully (laughs) right we'll see josh jackson is intriguing um i'm not as high on josh as our former guest james holas but uh, that was those those expectations he puts on he put on josh there oh my god poor josh but nevertheless i'm intrigued to see what he can bring because he seems to be that kind of all-around guy sort of like andre gudala who can handle the ball pass rebound run the floor all these things but not really be a shooter Mm -hmm. so i'm kind of nervous but how his transition is going to go shooting wise but that adds to the intrigue right like actually turning on the games and seeing okay what can this guy do if yeah. he struggles with his jumper then how does he compensate does he get to the line does he play harder on defense like what's going to happen and then of course Devin Booker I want to see him just go off in the third year I feel as though there was a lot of hate on NBA Twitter towards Devin Booker like yeah Oh, he's just a scorer. He's only this and that. Dude threw down, yeah, this is one game. Threw down 70 at the age of what, 21? 20, 20, actually, I think. Mm-hmm. And he averaged, I think, 22 points per game throughout this the course of the season where he was 20, 21. I mean, however you want to slice it, that's, that's ridiculous throwing hate on a guy that young who was that good of an offensive player. Sure, defensively, he's abysmal right now but Mm -hmm. there's nothing that indicates that that wouldn't come like his body is there his mentality is there he actually has a pretty quick reaction pattern when he's when he plays on the ball or when he guards the player on the ball i should say it's just a question of getting a little bit more disciplined and i mean at that age i sure as hell wasn't disciplined at the age of (laughs) 2021 so yeah yeah, yeah, you nailed all the reasons I'm excited. Plus, their bench is actually it. It was surprisingly frisky at the end of last year. Like they have Alan Williams, who they resigned this summer. Yeah, Tyler Eulis played well off the bench. Um, so I mean, part of the reason I had them 14, like I just like watching their young guys. I want to find out more about them, especially Bender, uh, 
who they may or may not be dangling in Kyrie trade talks. There's also, I mean, hell, there's the chance that Kyrie Irving is playing for that team by the time the season starts. So I baked that into my price a little bit. So uh, unlike Sarah, I'd rather watch. I don't care if it's bad basketball. I just want to see how these young guys turn out. Because this, mm. you know, some of those guys could be the next stars of the league for all we know. But I, I'm with you more in saying it's way too early. I mean, I think the hate on Booker on Twitter is not like people acknowledge he's a great scorer. They're just saying like, "Whoa, let's pump the brakes on calling him a superstar already," which I think is fair because yeah, he needs to round out his game more. But as you said, I have every confidence in the world that he's going to like. They yeah. put him more on the ball toward the end of last season once they decided to completely go in the tank and shut Eric Bledsoe down. And he played well in that role. So I'm excited to see him continue developing his all-around game. And I think we will quickly go from saying, you know, he's not this superstar caliber player to like, yeah, Phoenix should not be including him in trade talks. Like, he's that good. And he is not... He's. I thought he was 21. He's still just 20. He's not going to turn 21 until two weeks into the season. Damn. Just put that in perspective a little bit. Yeah. That, wow. And he has a higher career high than Michael Jordan. Just saying. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so the next couple teams on our list were all pretty divisive. Uh, there is a two-way tie for 17th between the Los Angeles Clippers and Portland Trailblazers. We'll start with the Clippers because, Sarah, you and I both had them at 11. Morton... Had them at 27. Boy, <laughs> what's going on? Why don't you want the Clippers this year? Oh, man. Blake Griffin, to me, is boring. Boring, boring, boring. DeAndre Jordan, boring. An overrated defender. Really is just a highlight reel player who has a lot of blocks and whatnot, but misses so many rotations, no one really talks about it. And then, should I really get all ready for Danilo Gallinari I'm like no I probably shouldn't you know I would I, I'll say this Juwan Evans is one I'm looking forward to seeing mm-hmm. but that does not justify a higher position than 27th for me sure it's, and, and, and then again Doc Rivers on the sideline it's the Clippers to me even even if they, if they had rolled back the same roster with Chris Paul and J.D. Redick it, was, it would have been the same ranking for me because it's just meh that mm-hmm. team is just it, it doesn't hit my fun spots at all. <laughs> oh, please don't ever say fun spots again. <laughs> I regretted it as soon as it came out of my mouth. Don't worry about it. Good. All right. Um, I will agree with you that if they roll back Chris Paul, I would have them much lower on the list than I do now. But Sarah, why do you have them so high at 11? I mean, I can't even really disagree with some of the first few points there that Morton made, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just intrigued to see how the team comes together. I mean, they have some interesting pieces to me that half the Rockets from last year and Teodosic is mm-hmm. always fun. Um, I, too, am interested in Evans. So I'm just kind of hoping, you know, they have a chance to mix it up here a little bit. <laughs> you know, they change it up the roster. They don't have to play the way that they played. Well, they really can't play the exact same way that they played for years now. Uh, I think you know, yeah, it would be nice if they had a little more shooting. I think the loss of Reddick is going to smart a little bit. Mm-hmm. But 
I just, I'm excited. I think that they should really push the ball a lot. They have, you know, everyone's talked about the, the prospect of uh, Point Point Blake. Um, I'd like to see some of that because he can be kind of boring in a half court. Mm-hmm. But I think he can be an absolute terror in the open floor. So I want to see that. And then you could have Milos, you know, pushing the ball as well. And I've, I've always been a Gallinari fan as probably – uh, my Italian ancestry <laughs> is, is there's a little bias there. I always uh, watch them in Eurobasket and root for them, and I'm just sad every year that they come so close to doing something and never quite get there. And then this year Gallo had to break his hand before <laughs> competition even started, so that's great. But I am interested to see how this, this team uh, looks once they get it going. Yeah, I totally agree. I think Point Blake is the thing I'm most excited to see because I do think, you know, Doc Rivers gave a press conference in mid-July and they asked him, like, what's the biggest change you're going to see with this team now that Chris is gone? And he said more ball movement. You know, it's going to force them. They don't have this ball-dominant superstar point guard anymore. Pat Beverly is used to playing off the ball next to Harden in Houston. Like, I really do think we're going to see more Point Blake as Jonathan Jarks of the Ringer advocated for in June so I think that's going to be it, it could be really fun I think they'll be a little bit less whiny as a team now that Chris Paul is gone so that's a little exciting hopefully uh, yeah. yeah knock on wood um <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm just excited to see how they come together because DeAndre Jordan can opt out after this season so they have a lot at stake like this this could be a make or break season for what's left of the Clippers um, the other team that would tie with them, Portland Trailblazers. Sarah, you had them at 12th. Morton, you had them at 18th. I have them 19th. Sarah, is it the Nurkic? Is that what's getting you excited <laughs> for this team? You got it. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have a little high. Um, and there was nothing really last year that interested me until Nurk, Nurk came on. So yeah. I just kind of want to see if they're able to uh, replicate what they did at the end of the year mm-hmm. or an entire season now. Yeah. Totally, yeah. I, they are also appearing on my list of teams that are probably going to miss the playoffs this year. But, I mean, they were so bad last year. Like, they were 10 mm-hmm. games under five hundred before Nurk got there. And then all of a sudden, like, they hit a soft slate at the end of the year. Nurk hit beasts for 20, 25 games. And, like, oh, they're in the playoffs. But I'm still bitter. I think I, I might have had them a few spots too low. But I pegged them to miss the playoffs last year. And I was feeling so good until mid-February. And then all of a sudden they get Nurkic and they like turn into a real basketball team and they made me look like an idiot. But just remember, everyone, for four months I was spot on calling the Blazers <laughs> being mediocre. It's just uh, like your, uh, your MVP pick. Too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <right. laughs> I got kneecapped at the end, but I had it right for most of the season. Um, more, any, oh. any big thoughts on the Blazers? I would have had them significantly higher had they gone out and actually gotten a legitimate small forward or power forward that would complement the team. Mm. Um, mm. They they are still those two positions a little bit short, right? Yeah. I mean, they have three fantastic mm. starters, and that's a great way to start it up. But now you need the complementary pieces, and they didn't ha- they they didn't get it done. I would probably have given Alan Crabb another year there, mm. just but then again, like someone, I think Brooklyn took the whole salary off of their hands, so right. I'm not faulting them for, for doing the deal, but I would have given Crab another year starting at the three full-time, mm. and then, yeah, I, I don't know what I would have done at the four. 
I don't think there really is an answer lying in the roster. Alfarugamino, not sure. It just doesn't really... Yeah. It doesn't really compute for me. I'm yeah. looking at it, I'm just going, there, there are quite a few holes, and I'm not rewarding that. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm also excited for Nurkic. I mean, Dame and CJ are both excellent, but aside from that, there's very little else on that roster. Biggie Swanigan, I guess, is probably the most exciting thing outside of those guys. Like, right. I don't care about Evan Turner at all. I had to endure a number of years with Evan Turner. I'm, I'm happy to never watch him play basketball again. He's um, a good Twitter, though. Yeah, he is good on Twitter. That's true. <laughs> um, all right. Brooklyn Nets were 16th on our overall list. More, you and I had them 13th. Sarah had them 20th. Sarah, are, you not, theme. are you not all aboard the D'Angelo Russell train? You know what's funny? Like, going through this, there was so much movement this summer that a lot of times I'm looking at rosters and like, oh, yeah, like, that guy's (laughs) on the team. Um, So when I noticed that, I was a little bit more excited Mm -hmm. uh, when I remembered that he got traded there. But And I like Jeremy Lid. Hopefully he'll be healthy. Um, Yes. But, yeah, I mean, there's just not a lot (laughs) that I really care about. That's reasonable. I mean, yeah, aside from those two guys... Uh, I mean, Crab is there now, and mm-hmm. Trevor Booker's frisky, but yeah, they got rid of Brooke Lopez, who was by far their best player last year, so there is a chance they go off the rails, especially if Lynn can't stay healthy, and this, could, this season could take a dark turn very quickly for them, but why are you excited for the Nets? Because of the pick that they owe Boston. Oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, there's just there's a subplot here. Yeah. Also, also because I, I genuinely like the way that they play. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it's very perimeter oriented, but it's very new age. Uh, Sean Marks has done a great job in the front office. Kenny Atkinson on the bench, I like that. So, there's lots of like on the court, but the conventional wisdom has been, you know, Brooklyn is going to be bad for so long. Boston's going to get that pick. Yada mm-hmm. yada yada yada. And I love the fact that Brooklyn is fighting back. Yeah, I, I I think it's pretty intriguing to see them just go. Nope, we're not gonna accept <laughs> this. I, we're yeah. not gonna be this laughing stock. We are going to go balls to the wall to actually get them the lowest pick humanly possible. And, and I respect the hell out of that. Yeah, I like that's a that is a fun reason to be enjoying them because <laughs> yeah, I hope Boston also gets screwed. Um, and Boston also owns the, I mean, from the Marco Fultz trade, if the Lakers pick falls between two and five, they get that one as well. Yep. So they, they very well could have two top five picks if everything breaks right for them. Uh, next on our list, 15th overall, the New Orleans Pelicans. And I brought them up in our overall rankings because I was highest on them at ninth. Uh, more UM 16th, Sarah, you had them at 19th. Are you guys not excited for a full season of Brown and Boogie? Or is is Rajon Rondo poisoning your view of the team that much? Look, okay, so Boogie, Brown, Drew Holiday, what else? Yeah, Brian, I'm totally excited to watch Solomon Hill just clank (laughs) jumpers for a full season. That's going to be tremendous. Omer Ashik. Oh my god, my blood is boiling, Brian. Sarah, yeah, uh, it's. I, I feel a little ashamed because I'm supposed to be the the front court lover yeah. and supporter here, <laughs> but I'm not that excited even about those two. I, that can change, 
if they're a little more creative with how they play them this season, which I hope they are. But mm-hmm. um, it, it was a lot of, from what I did see last year at the end, it was a lot of, like, your turn, my turn. Yeah. And I And I don't get excited about that kind of basketball. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of how the Spurs play now, which is why they've gone <laughs> down and in uh, excitement level and entertainment level. And even they have more movement, I think, in their offense than, than what the Pelicans do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, if we see a little bit more creativity and big-to-big pick-and-rolls and things, then that'll be fun. But as it is, I, I from what we have to go on from last year, yeah, yeah I'm not looking forward to it. See, I, I'm expecting that kind of development because now they have. Mm-hmm. It's hard to. I, I've said this before. Like, it's hard to recalibrate your offense to that degree when you pick up a superstar at the trade deadline. Well, you know, like For you sure. get a Kyle Korver, yeah. and it's like, all right, you just stand in the corner and shoot the three when I give you, <laughs> when you're wide open, and I give you this pass. But like for a guy like a high usage guy like Boogie you really have to retool your whole offense and you just don't have the practice time to do that that late in the season. Now he's had a full off season to work with Anthony Davis, so a full training camp, a full preseason. I'm hopeful that, you know, Alvin Gentry finds a way to get those two guys to work more in synergy. They, Boogie keeps saying, like, he really liked playing with Rondo during his one year in Sacramento. So, like, you know, they've got four... They're going to start Rondo at the one, Drew at the two, who knows at the three, probably Solomon Hill, and then Boogie and Brown in the front court. So they have four capable passers in their starting lineup. Uh, and if, you know, it's, again, the stakes are really high for them, much like the Clippers, because Boogie's going to be a free agent after this year. So, like, if things go south quickly, like, Boogie might be on the trade block heading into the deadline. So I'm excited to see if Boogie Brow figured out like if they figure it out they might be the counter to small ball like I I don't know what a team can you really run that team off the floor because both of those guys I mean you probably defensively you're gonna have Boogie at the five Brow at the four but like I don't know that that really might be that might be the thing that gives the Warriors trouble like they really might be able to outsize them All right, let's move on to the next two, not super controversial on our list. Mavericks, we had at 14th overall. Sarah, you have them 13th. Morton, I had them 15th. Please just re-sign Nerlens Noel, or you're dropping 10 <laughs> spots on my list, Mavericks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Warriors, we had 13th overall. Mort, you were highest 11th. Sarah was 14th. I was 17th. We just know what's going to happen with this team, right? Like, they're going to win seven yeah. games. They're going to play great basketball. Not that much suspense. Right. Yeah. They, I mean... But I do they, feel bad about it because they play great, like you said. It's, uh, but but it's hard. That that takes your entertainment down when you win all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I'm going to watch them annihilate teams in the playoffs. That's fine. They also have 31... Yeah, 31 national TV games, the most of any team. So, again, if you're filling out your five-team league pass... You don't need the Warriors because they're going to be on national TV all the time. Uh, Boston Celtics at 12th overall. Sarah, you had them at 9th. I am at 10th. Mort, you had them at 22nd. What's mm. up with that? Well, okay. The addition of Gordon Hayward is definitely intriguing. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't... Yeah, from an entertaining perspective, 
I, I, I'm not buying it. I'm just—it's the same mentality. It's the same team. It's, it's the same sets. Gordon is going to be great there, but I don't know. I'm just not that hype for him. Mm. I'm just—it's—you still have a five-nine point guard who can't defend. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I'm not sure what I'm expecting. Honestly, maybe that might be the thing. That might actually be why I had them so low because I can't really imagine their whole offense. They still need that rebounder. I just I'm looking at team and I'm thinking, you know, it could have been better. Could have been mm-hmm. better. I mean, I might be faulting them a little bit for that. And then I guess Danny Ainge's overall behavior in in just making everyone around him untradeable is just fucking the hell out of me. So that that might be included. Well, what I'm really looking forward to the, with them is actually Jason Tatum and the improvements of Jalen Brown. Like that's mm-hmm. on top of my list. Then Gordon Hayward is like a distant forty seventh. Like huh. I, it doesn't really, it doesn't factor in a whole lot. It's the young guys that I look forward to. The established core, like I know how Gordon Hayward plays. I, yeah. And then, yeah, it's just, I'm not sure. It's not that exciting to me for some reason. Do you think the young guys are going to get enough burn to... That's, yeah, that's also a reason why I had them low because yeah. I don't think they are. I could imagine that if Tatum enters the league and he starts rebounding well, not that I expect that to happen, but if he does, then that would justify playing him more at the at the four. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully, they carve out a role for him that makes him a contributor, as well as Jalen Brown. Then I will raise them up at least five or six spots if that happens. But as of right now, no. And also, the loss of Avery Bradley. That yeah. bugs the hell out of me because I think Bradley is extremely entertaining. I love defense and I love those guys who just gets in your face and hits threes in your face on the other end. Um, mm-hmm. Bradley is that guy. He's that glue guy. And I'm looking at that team right now just going, who's who's going to be that guy? Marcus Smart? I'm not feeling that vibe at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that he's the most logical guy to fill Bradley's void. <laughs> or the untradeable Terry Roger. Who knows? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sarah, why are you excited about the Celtics this year? It's really just the addition of Hayward, and I wanted to see how it, how it comes together with Isaiah and the whole team. Um, that That's kind of a spot that they've been missing that extra scoring punch from. Um, so it has the potential to put them up even a notch higher and they already were in the conference finals last year so i'm hoping they can take a that next step to become like a a truly elite team yeah i'm i'm most excited to see if they can actually put a scare into cleveland this year and to see i mean you know we've seen brad stevens and gordon hayward work before together like seven years Mm -hmm. ago but so i don't think there's going to be as much of a feeling out period as there is for a normal new coach star pairing because you know brad stevens knows what gordon hayward does and doesn't do well and yeah sure he's like he's developed a lot since in college um so they're gonna have to like feel each other out a little bit but i just think it's gonna be a pretty seamless transition there uh contract year isaiah thomas that's always gonna be fun (laughs) max contract pushing isaiah thomas is gonna be fun um boy i don't think the young guys are gonna get enough run to like i'd be even more interested if i thought brown and crap or uh tatum were gonna play more but yeah i think i think crowder is gonna have to play a lot just because if they're really trying to be 
uh, conference finalists. That said, they did actually they limited their big guys' minutes more than you would have expected last year. So like maybe each of those guys does get twenty or fifteen twenty minutes a game. Yeah, but that's not enough for me to bump it up. It's right. just yeah. I'm not sure what it is. I mean, I'm looking over the numbers and looking over the roster right now, and and I get why people would go, "Wow, that's low," mm-hmm. and I'm kind of surprising myself a little bit. But just having watched so much Boston last year, it might have been a little bit of fatigue as well. Yeah, I just I don't find them entertaining at all. That's I also have a, tr- a true problem with Al Horford, like yeah. a six ten mobile big who can't rebound. That's just. That's, <laughs> That's not something I enjoy, Brian. Not a lot. Yeah. Well, That's something I enjoy. The next team on our list has a far better rebounder, the Utah Jazz. So they're actually a three-way tie for ninth place between the Jazz, the Kings, and the Wizards. But let's start with the Jazz, because that's where we saw the most uh, separation. So Sarah, you and I were pretty close. You on the 15th, I on the 16th. Morton... On the other hand, yeah. has them third overall. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, What's yeah. up, Mort? All right. You know I absolutely love Donovan All Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, okay. I, was, I, was, okay. I was actually about to say something. I knew you guys were, were going to target him. No. Really? I was going to say there's more to it than just okay. Donovan Mitchell. I want to see what Rudy Gobert can do as the number one guy on a team. Yeah, because he's an improving scorer. I would not be surprised at all if he ended up next season averaging 17 points a game and his a ridiculous amount of rebounds, a ridiculous amount of blocks, great defense, and just being that emotional leader on the court as well. I'm looking forward to the evolution of Rudy Gobert cementing his position as the number one center in the goddamn league. Mm. That's what I'm looking forward to. And then, of, of course, Donovan Mitchell. Because that goes without saying. <laughs> He's my rookie of the year pick. So, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I hope you're right about Gobert because I have him in a fantasy basketball keeper league. And I have no intention of giving him up. So I'd love to see him. Yeah, you shouldn't. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, like, I probably should be a little more excited to see this team. But they played at, if I'm not mistaken, they played at the league's slowest pace last year. They had a top three defense. Losing your top scorer, I just kind of feel like they're going to be in a lot of these like 90 to 85 slogs. Oh, I love that. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like if I'm actively like going back to my overall thinking with this League Pass stuff, it's like if I'm actively going to choose one game on like a 12 game slate, I want to just see. Like, I want to see a bunch of young, fun players, or I want to see just some, like, high-scoring, like, just conscienceless basketball. Like, yeah, defense is fun. I'm going to enjoy it in the playoffs, but, like, I'm not going (laughs) to actively seek it out if there's, you know, the Houston Rockets, who, spoiler alert, are much higher on the list for all three of us. Like, I want to see a game that's going to go into the 130s rather than a game that's going to be 90 to 85. So that's that's why I had the Jazz where I did, but Ricky Rubio will be fun there at least. I'm excited to see how he how he does. And I'm and I'm not even like the biggest Ruby Rubio fan that you'll find. I mean, I've been pretty harsh on him yeah. in in years past, but even so, I definitely see the connection here. He's a strong defender. He's a sublime playmaker. 
So I, I just think this team is going to surprise the heck out of everybody. I don't want to get in on the ground floor. That's yeah. why. I, I mean, Rodney Hood, the breakout could happen. If Alec Burke yeah. stays healthy, like he's a good player. He just can't stay healthy. Same with Derek Favors. So there's a lot of talent on this team. Like for a team that lost a superstar, they they and the Clippers both did really well to replace those holes. But there's still, I just think there's going to be a little bit of a hangover from like, you know, you just don't replace a Gordon Hayward overnight. Um, the other somewhat controversial team tied in the top nine for us, Sacramento Kings. I was highest on them at eighth overall. Mort, you had them 10th. Sarah, you had them 16th. Sarah, I'm going to guess this goes back to your bad teams don't care. <laughs> yeah, and they were another one that when I made my first draft, like I was surprised at where you guys had them. And... And I kind of completely forgot about Vince Carter mm-hmm. and George Hill and Zemo. <laughs> so, like, those three I'm in on. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, not a lot of excitement. That's And we technically don't even know if Zemo's going to be on the team after he was arrested oh for marijuana possession with the attempt to sell. So that that's a big question mark hanging over the Kings. Um, more... <laughs> No, uh, wait, let's let's not include Zebo in the analysis for why you're excited about this team because who knows if that's going to happen. But what else is getting you pumped for the Kings? Well, I think this is a shock ranking for me because Vivek Ranadive and Vlade Divas did not just F up the whole summer. Just the fact alone deserves some <laughs> yeah. recognition and that's why I'm giving them a high league pass ranking because Sacramento did well. Yeah. 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 In the draft and it's... free agency. Yeah, exactly. Like, they actually made logical decisions. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's almost like they went on Twitter, they looked at what people said, and they were like, huh, that actually <laughs> makes sense. Right. We should do that. We yeah. should do those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 they, yeah, they did well. And I, I mean, like, I'm more excited for their young guys. Like, I'm really pumped to see De'Aaron Fox. I want to see Buddy Heald his first full year there because he played pretty well after coming over at the trade deadline. Willie Cauley-Stein and Scal both played well after the All-Star break. Like, They have an interesting mix of young talent and veterans, and I'm going to hope they realize that they're not making the playoffs. So like, I want them to lean more heavily into the young guys and the vets. Like, If George Hill is playing 35 minutes a night and Vince Carter is playing 30 minutes a night, they're doing it wrong, and my yep. my interest in them will drop significantly. But I'm guessing that they are going to more or less lean into Fox, Heald, Collie Stein, Scal, uh, Harry Giles. Like if he stays healthy, I mean that dude was like a top five prospect in his year. In oh, his you're forgetting class. someone big here. You're forgetting someone really big here. And I'm I'm actually thinking that when I say this name, you're going to go, oh, I should have the Kings higher. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do on an NBA level. Me Absolutely. Too. Me too. Yeah. yeah the Kings, we'll see. We'll... They could be frisky. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I think they're still going to be 25-30 win team, but they're not going to be getting blown out by 30 a night like they're gonna they're 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 gonna prove chuck over here a little bit wrong yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right i I can't answer to that (laughs) encourage it uh the wizards we had as the other team tied with 
Sacramento and Utah, we had them pretty much all almost exact. Mort and I were 12th, Sarah was 10th, so no need to discuss there. All right, guys, let's. I, I'm just going to defend it, and then you guys can rip me apart. But Spurs were next on the list. We had them eighth overall. Mort, you had them fourth. Sarah, you had them fifth. I had them 22nd. So here's, here's my thinking with the Spurs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kawhi is incredible. I'm excited to see him play at an MVP caliber level. Um, I, you know, I think he, frankly, like, I almost want to put money on him winning MVP this year because, as we've discussed, the rest of the team is just so unimpressive. And, you know, he was deserving last year. He just ran into Russell Westbrook and James Harden, both of whom are now going to be playing next to fellow stars, so I expect their numbers to drop a little bit. So, like, I'm expecting a career best year from Kawhi, another top three uh, MVP finish, another top three DPOY finish. Like, my interest in the Spurs has nothing, or my lack of interest in the Spurs has nothing to do with Kawhi. It is the teammates surrounding Kawhi. So Tony Parker, not back until January. LaMarcus Aldridge has been shopped all summer, reportedly very unhappy to be there. He just doesn't do it for me. I'm just not super intrigued by him. Pau Gasol... Yeah, I, I, I can't get excited about anyone else on this team aside from Kawhi. Like, Rudy Gay, a little bit, because he was playing well in Sacramento before he tore the Achilles, but, like, it's hard to come back from that injury, especially when you're on the wrong side of 30. So, like, if not for Kawhi, frankly, I would have this team a lot lower. Like, I, I, they're a great team. Where, you know, we said toward the top of the show, this is not indicative of where I think they're going to finish. Like, if this is just yeah. our actual power rankings they'd be in my top five but like i'm just not gonna seek the spurs out because i feel like i know pretty much everything i need to know about this team already outside of rudy gay and again it's gonna it's kind of like utah like i i just think they're gonna be defensively minded they're not gonna be that offensively exciting they're gonna play great basketball it's not um not saying they're not going to be one of the most fundamentally sound teams in the NBA, but it just doesn't do it for me in the regular season. But Sarah, let me have it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, honestly, I think Mort and I probably have them a little high as a team, Um, but we kind of had to, to balance you out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think actually my first draft, I had them eighth. Okay. So it's funny that that's kind of where they ended up. Um, and then when I redid it, I just thought, honestly, the chance to watch Kawhi every night is worth a top five slot mm-hmm. <laughs> on its own. And that's really what it came down to. Um, I am a little bit interested in, in seeing how Rudy Gay looks, uh, DeJounte, how he's going to acclimate in his second year. There's the, the potential there for, for some fun moments. Uh, cause he's got that speed kind of like very very young unpolished tp he sometimes makes passes that you know that that he could be reminiscent of like i said tony a long time ago and manu like yesterday (laughs) manu (laughs) always does that um so there's a little bit of that but it really is is mainly just Kawhi. yeah he's that good (laughs) that's that's reasonable i might have had them too low because Kawhi is very good but i will say they do have the sixth most games of any Six most mm-hmm. national TV games of any team. 24 in total. 
more you have them even higher than the Spurs fan. What's going on? Is it was it just to balance me out? That was part of it. No, no. Um, Deontay Murray, obviously as well, because mm. Pop is a player development genius. So mm-hmm. I think he'll be a lot better in his second year. But also Bryn Forbes, uh, mm-hmm. he was in my consideration as well because I think he could be that new era Gary Neal version that they had a couple years back, which I think is exciting because they needed that kind of production. And the big kicker for me is that now you have two players in Kawhi and Rudy Gay, both of whom are suited to play both the three and the four. And the Spurs have not had a whole lot of opportunity to play Kawhi at the four. Now you can actually have Rudy take on the three and then let Kawhi play a little bit of ball handling four man, which I think is going to be very intriguing. Or you can switch it around, let Rudy just be the four man as well. So I think that offensive versatility that comes from those two being interchangeable mm-hmm. is going to blow teams out of the water. I, th- I think it's it's going to be pretty, pretty great from them. And also the improvement of De- Davis Bertans. Uh, I know Sarah Bertans, I mean, that's your guy. And I mm-hmm. agree because there's a lot of potential there as a shooter. Mm. And, yeah. and so there is there is some youth there that I really like moving forward. And we were talking about like when a team rolls their roster back it becomes a little bit boring. I can get behind that, but then you add in Derek White here and the internal improvements that's going to change the makeup of the team, and I think that counts. That's fair. I am I admittedly might have them too low, but I'm, yes. just, I'm just a sucker <laughs> just a for smidge. watching. <laughs> I just like watching bad teams get slightly better rather than really good teams just stay really good. Um, all right, so the final seven teams on the list, none of them were all that divisive. Um, we had each of them in all of our top tens, so we will zoom through some of these. Lakers, we had seventh overall. Sarah, you have sixth. I am seventh. Morton, you have ninth. Is it just we all got the Lonzo Ball fever? <laughs> I am biased towards uh, fun passing, so <laughs> that's always going to rank high for me. Yeah. Also, Brooke Lopez, Contavious Caldwell Pope. We can see if Brandon Ingram. I mean, they refuse to include him in trade talk, so maybe he doesn't suck. We'll find out. I just want to see Lou bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, it can't get any worse. So. Uh, it sure can't, no. Yeah, we'll see how much he plays this year. but Yeah, it's probably uh, not a lot. I'm also excited a little bit to see Julius Randle and Jordan Clarkson because they both have to know that if yeah. the Lakers can somehow finagle Paul George and LeBron. Both of those guys are out of there. So, like, how did they play this year with that giant guillotine hanging over their heads? The Julius Randle six-pack picture actually yeah. bumped it up a little bit for me. <laughs> I've got to admit it. I've just got to admit it straight up. A single image just raised their league pass ranking up a little bit. Because that, that was impressive. I was, that was. I mean, very impressive. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what Julius can do because I've not been that impressed so far. No. So if he comes back now and is just ready to go and becomes a beast, then then I'm intrigued. Officially intrigued. I've seen some footage, I think, from Drew League this summer or some one of the summer circuits, uh, where he 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 was like pushing the ball in transition and finishing. He looks impressive. So I I, there's hope yes for Julius Randle. 
Uh, OKC Thunder were sixth on our list. I had them highest at fourth. Mort seventh. Sarah eighth. I, I mean, it's Russell Westbrook and Paul George, right? Like this. <laughs> Paul George solely. Oh it's, come on. <laughs> no, what I mean is that's the intrigue of why I have them that high because, like we said, rolling a team back is not yeah. that exciting. We know what Russ can do, and he's not going to average a triple double again. I don't think so, at least uh, not with with Paul George there. Right. So it's the intrigue of seeing Paul George in OKC. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And hey, maybe Stephen Adams has a bounce back year. We don't have to see Victor Oladipo plugged awkwardly next to Russell Westbrook, so that's exciting. Um, Houston Rockets were fifth on our list. Mort, you am fifth. I am sixth. Sarah, seventh. Sarah, did it pain you as a Spurs fan to put the Rockets at high? A little bit. <laughs> I was actively trying not to. <laughs> I realized I couldn't. Um, yeah. It's funny, though, because I don't really love Harden's style of play or Chris Paul's style of play that much alone. Mm-hmm. But I just think the potential for them together and some of the video that we've seen leaking out from summer workouts is like, okay, that could be that could be fun. Right. There's also the implosion potential where you Bingo. might just be, <laughs> that's, you might want that's to watch me. them. Yeah. You, you, you just want to watch them on the chance that they just cannot be compatible. No, no, I mean I look, I hope that they are compatible. Let me just say yeah. that right off the bat. But they're they were playing in some sort of what I, I don't know if it was Drew League or whatever. Uh-huh. It was just a pickup game, and there was a oh, video yeah. of Chris yeah. Paul just shouting at James. <laughs> like that's a pickup game that means nothing. Now imagine the NBA playoffs, right? Yep. So there is that intrigue of is it going to go well or is it going to burn a fiery death? <laughs> right, uh, and that in itself is must see TV. I would agree with that. Um, number four on our list, the Milwaukee Bucks. Sarah, they were your number one overall team. I had them five more eight. Is it Giannis? You're just that yeah. excited for Greek <laughs> It's Giannis. And I'm hoping that, that Thon will play more. Yeah. Um, I like Tony Snell's length and defensively. I liked seeing him, you know, gain back his confidence and become like a 3 and D guy, so... Yeah, they're just they're just super fun, and and Giannis makes the whole thing go. Yeah, more as the co-founder of the Chris Middleton fan club, I'm upset that you have them <laughs> so low eighth on your list. Because I know Chris Middleton, it's not new. <laughs> he it's might. New. I mean, he's gonna have a career year this year. Yeah, now see that we can talk about that might actually be a thing, and if that's yeah. the case, then I'm gonna regret having them as eighth. I'll, right. I'll give him that. Is it's also a bit low. I'm looking it over. I, I I probably could be convinced to switch him around with the Thunder. Yeah, you know what? Let, let's make a mental note of that. Okay. I, I'm I'm kind of switching around with the Thunder. I'm more in, I'm more interested in watching Milwaukee than I am OKC. I still can't believe you're more interested in watching the Spurs than Milwaukee, but I'll let that one rest for now. <laughs> oh, hey, you 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 added to that one. Buddy. <laughs> Um, all right, Denver Nuggets were third on our list. Sarah, you had them at two. I had them at three. Mort six. I, is it? Are we excited for Paul Millsap, or are we? Is it more Nikola Jokic, first full year as starter, about to take over the league? Combination. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's both. <laughs> yeah. 
And um, then Gary Harris. Yeah. Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. For for me, the reason I have them at six is because they don't they don't have that point guard yet. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm not really that looking forward to watching Emmanuel Mudiay, you know, getting up a lot of burn. I know you know, point center Jokic yada yada yada, but yeah, I want a well-rounded roster and a ro- well-rounded mm-hmm. starting lineup, and Mudiay kind of fails at providing that. So yeah. if they trade for Kyrie though. Man. That's gonna get bummed up significantly. Yeah, if they trade for Kyrie, ooh, that, it would be hard to keep them off of the number one team because that mm. that really fits my. <laughs> I want to see a hundred and thirty points scored tonight because they will play no defense and they really oh, no will. none none whatsoever. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What's well, <laughs> nothing is happening on the Kyrie trade talk front, but. Once once we get closer to the season, hopefully we'll start seeing some movement there. Um, I can't believe you guys, even after seeing what I did to the Spurs, you still both had the Sixers in your top three. So more, you and I had them second overall, Sarah third. They were number two team overall. Is it Embiid? Is it Simmons? Nah. Is it Fultz? Is it yep. JJ? <laughs> is it Brett Brown having a real basketball team to coach for the first time in five Part years? Of it. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to speak for Sarah. From my perspective, it's mostly Markel Fultz and a, and just a smidgen of Ben Simmons because we haven't seen those guys play. Embiid, mm-hmm. well, to some extent because he's only he only has 31 career games. Mm-hmm. I just need to rub that in for a minute. <laughs> That's fine. Just a just a little bit because you and I disagreed last week on the Carl Anthony Towns oh, yeah. B thing, yep. and you got your your Twitter peeps <laughs> to agree with you on the big social media platform, Brian. So yeah, I'm just gonna sit here and just remind people for anyone game. No, um, Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz. Um, also, I want to see how Robert Covington adjusts. To yes. these new changes, um, yeah. I have a feeling that he could actually be pretty lethal. Mm-hmm. Just spotting up from the outside, playing a lot of defense. I mean, hell, I wouldn't even be surprised if he wrapped up the season with like two hundred <laughs> three pointers and and I got you know, Lord knows how many deflections and steals and blocks. And I'm gonna look. I'm really gonna look forward to seeing what he can do out there. Yeah. But it's just the whole package, really. Like they they finally have a team after all yeah. those years of waiting. They have something, and that's that's intriguing. Yeah. But the big draw for me, obviously, Markel Fultz. Uh, no Markel Fultz, I would probably have them down eighth, ninth, wow. something somewhere around that. Damn. Even with Simmons. hey, look, Donovan Mitchell made use of for me <laughs> the number three. Okay, that's so true. just imagine what Markel Fultz does. That yeah. is true. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So we have very different tastes and reasons, yeah. Yeah, Sarah, why do you have it so high? But but yeah, I mean, it's really the whole team. It, it isn't any one guy. It's the fact that they. I really like their top seven or eight guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a good team. Um, and then Ben Simmons. I told you that that the incredible passers are always going to rank a little higher for me. So that's always fun. Yeah. Um, so that's mainly it. I just think it's a solid roster. That's it's mm. just potential to be a, a good team it's just so weird for them to have gone from like henry sims starting games from them two seasons ago to now having a roster of capable nba players 
I'm not used to it yet. But, yeah, I mean, I'm also excited to see Rashawn Holmes, the guy that everyone keeps saying would be someone to steal from the Sixers because I think he's going to play well enough this year where that talk goes away. And, frankly, I I mean, it would be a homer pick, but I'd put them number one if they got rid of Jalil Okafor. But he's still on the <laughs> roster, so I couldn't have him number Jesus. one. Jesus. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Like, we could take a full podcast just to talk about food, and somehow, some way, <laughs> Jalil Okafor will make an appearance. Just get him yeah. off the damn team. Let him go thrive somewhere else. He can play <laughs> He'll well. still be in the league, so we'll still have to talk about him. That's fine. <laughs> I think he can play well somewhere else, just not... He's not like not in Philly. It's All right, never gonna happen. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. I haven't asked you this before. This is a new way of thinking because you do not want Rashawn Holmes off your team. You love Rashawn Holmes. Yep. Let me ask you this: If a team called and said we will take Jill for but it's going to cost you Rashawn Holmes, what would they be giving back? Or would it just be for like? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But but <laughs> let's just it's it's me trying to weigh. Your love for Holmes versus your hatred for Jill Okafor. I'm just trying to gauge which I mean, one is greater. They could always just wave Okafor. Like, I wouldn't just give Holmes away. Just play along, Brian. Come on. I, like, Holmes is not untouchable by any means. But it would they would have to give up. Like, I would not consider that a trade for, like, both of those. It would just be, like... It would be like they're trading for Rashawn Holmes, and we're just throwing Okafor in for like a second round pick. Like I, I don't, I don't think he has enough value, standalone value, to necessitate anything of value coming back to the Sixers. That's fair. Yeah, still did not answer my question at <laughs> all, but that's fair. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> all right, last team on the list, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, more, you and I have yeah, number one. Sarah had the number four. Jimmy, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins. Are we excited yeah. about Jeff Teague? Oh, yeah, boy, you're not even excited about Wiggins. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah shaking her head like, so, oh, God. No one's excited about Jeff Teague. But Jimmy and Carl Anthony Towns, I think we could all agree. And uh, Tips. And, and Tosh. Tips. And, oh, and yeah. Jamal. Jamal Crawford. I honestly oh, no. juggled my top four, like, multiple times, so... That could have gone anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think, Sarah, the way you framed it in the beginning of this episode is spot on. Like, I easily, I came up with, like, my top seven or eight that I knew I wanted to watch the most and then kind of shuffled them around. And then, like, the bottom six or seven were pretty easy to find because it was just, like, which teams have intentionally started tanking or just have no chance of being relevant this year. And then, yeah, like, that middle tier, I mean, it's... It's, it is really tough. I, I, and I think, frankly, I wanted to do this in part because I think, you know, if there are people out there who are trying to plot out their league pass teams for the year, hopefully this helps you a little bit if you're doing the package of five or package of ten or whatever it is. Um, Minnesota, Philly, Denver, Milwaukee, Houston, OKC, Lakers, all of those are good picks. But it also just speaks to the quality of the league. Like, there are very few teams in this league right now that I have no interest in. Like, fewer than five. So, yeah. just shout out to the NBA for, I mean, <laughs> for amassing this much talent and constructing some semblance of a cohesive team that I actually want to watch, even if you're, like, the 24th and 25th, 25th best team in the league. It's really impressive. Like, I can't say that about the NFL. 
you couldn't pay me enough money to watch a Jacksonville Jaguars game, even if my entire fantasy football team is only filled with Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> uh, all right, so that will do it for this week's episode of the NBA Podcast. Thank you for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you this helps you find out your league pass teams uh, later this summer. Just a reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. In our bio, you can find all three of our Twitter handles, so give us a follow as well. We're also on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some reviews. We would love any feedback. We're being hosted this year on FanRag Sports, so check them out at FanRag Sports on Twitter and for their NBA content at FanRag NBA. Until next time, I'm Brian Toporek, and I was joined by Morton Jensen and Sarah Chalea. Have a good one, you two. You Take too, care, Brian. Guys. And uh, Brian, just just be careful because having played San Antonio as number twenty-two, I just have a <laughs> feeling that bad luck is going to follow you around for a week. Yeah. Rest in peace to my Twitter mentions. Once Spurs yeah. fans get a hold of this podcast. <laughs> All right, later, guys. Later. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clothes. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.